Kim. And I'm Duani, and welcome to Even the Little Things podcast. Yes, today we actually have a special guest joining us for today's episode. Hi guys, um, it's Claire. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited for Claire to join us today. So that sounds interesting. Please stick around. Before we start, we just want to remind everyone that we're not professionals in any field and that this podcast is just to talk about the big and even the little things students go through. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Um, hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Even Little Things Podcast. As we said in our intro, we have a special guest, Claire, today. Um, Claire, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so hi, my name is Claire. Um, on the internet, I'm known as Claire Can Cook. I am 19 years old and I'm a freshman at University of Southern California. Um, I am passionate about many things a lot of what my like internet presence is based around is cooking food veganism and all that I have a podcast of my own called the Claire can cook podcast and I'm like I would describe myself as just a podcast fanatic in general so I love to make my own come on others and listen to hours and hours and hours of podcasts per week um, and when I'm not up on my like TikTok, Instagram, vlogging, podcast grind, I'm an avid Swifty at home. I'm a recently a runner and I am very, very interested in just like the little details of pop culture and news, which has been interesting because I was recently in a 75 day like wilderness leadership um, program. So I've been living under a rock for a little bit, um, but I'm really excited to chat with you guys and yeah. I don't know, some good girl talk. I've, I've listened to this podcast a little bit and it's super fun. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, we're so excited to talk to you. I mean, I've seen some of your videos on TikTok and they were just so like, just so cute and like, it made me feel so like positive and like happy. And I was like, I love, I actually really love baking. Like baking is um, one of my like, biggest hobbies and so cooking is like similar and I was just like it's so fun to see other teenagers who are like into sort of the same thing as you are you know Mm -hmm. yeah no I'm like I love cooking and it wasn't something I was really into before I was like gluten-free and dairy-free and then vegan like and so it's kind of like a niche um thing like Mm -hmm. gluten it's all like for people who don't know me I like make gluten-free vegan like content on TikTok and Instagram that's mostly like recipes and what I eat in a day um and it's interesting because I'm pretty sure like most of my followers are not gluten-free or vegan but like we're just kind of along for the ride um yeah and so lots of like creative recipes and funky little things and kind of related, but kind of not. I mean, Duani is vegetarian. Um, so it's, I know it's like different because there's like the dairy aspect. But um, I mean, I've never, have never done either. I've never been vegetarian or vegan at all. Um, so like, how did you get like started on that? Did you just kind of decide to do it? Yeah. So when I was 13 years old, which is now six years ago, which is a little crazy I um had to go gluten and dairy free for um like my digestive health I was having like pretty serious digestive problems and like after some doctor's appointments and such we like decided to put me on that elimination diet and it ended up like doing wonders for like the situation I was in with my digestive health and so I like 
stuck with it. Like it was something I thought I was going to do for a couple months and then like here I am. So still gluten and dairy free. Um, and that was like not really my choice. So, um, like, I mean, I could have decided to like either continue suffering or like be gluten dairy free. But then about a year later, I started, it was right when I started high school, I like started to learn a lot more about vegetarianism and why someone would be vegetarian and like beyond just like loving animals because that was like how I had always thought of it it's just like oh you really like animals so you won't eat them and like I don't like animals like that much like I don't know I was kind of like I it just wasn't something I considered but I started to learn a lot more about like the environmental aspects of like why someone would choose to not eat meat um I had watched a couple documentaries and like my best friend who he's still my best friend at the time he was also like kind of dabbling and like starting to be vegan and now we're both vegan but I was gluten dairy free so I wasn't like ready to jump into veganism so I just did like vegetarian gluten free dairy free and then eventually I like gave up eggs as well which like was the last step to becoming fully vegan and all along the way like early as soon as like pretty soon after I became gluten dairy free I have documented most of like the journey on Instagram at Claire can cook which is where I've, like, been for a while. Like, that Instagram account is, like, five years old now, which um, is weird. Like, I get the memories, and it's, oh, my God, five years ago. Um, But – and now on other places on the internet as well, as I mentioned earlier, like TikTok, um, lots of TikTok. Um, That's that's really interesting. I mean, as mentioned, I've never tried anything like that. I know that I don't do the best with dairy, um, mostly because I think I've built up and – intolerance by myself I don't know if that's like a real thing or not but I really really hate like dairy I don't I don't like the taste of it so I'm not a cheese person I don't like yogurt I don't drink milk like I don't like cow's milk I think it's kind of gross in my own opinion like I just can't do it um so I think I've just kind of built up this tolerance so when I do eat dairy products or consume it I have really bad reactions so um yeah I don't know (laughs) Yeah, that's really common. I mean, I'm not a scientist or a doctor or anything, but, like, a lot of people experience that because, like, if you think about it, like, evolutionarily, like, when you're a baby or a child, like, you're supposed to be drinking milk, like, from Mm -hmm. your mom, you know? And so, like, you're chill with it, but, like, as you get older, like, your body's, like, not doing that anymore. Like, like, it it shouldn't be. It's not, like, (laughs) I mean, I'm not, like, a vegan person who's, like, oh, my God, like, stop drinking dairy because I don't really think that's the way to actually like get people on board in the movement but some people are like not your mom not your milk and it's like it's kind of true if you think about it like you're not a baby anymore so um your body like starts to be like whoa what's going on here but also ice cream is really good um yeah I considered going vegan but I also love ice cream so it's really hard and I don't drink milk or anything but just the sole fact that I love ice cream it's like so hard to like quit dairy and like so was your transition to like veganism like even when you were like 13 like really hard or I mean I would assume kind of maybe but um it wasn't like the hardest parts and like as you probably can imagine are often like social situations where like everyone else is eating something and you can't like because at home, at home, like, I can eat whatever I want. Like, I've, I'm good at cooking. Like, I'm able to make pretty much anything I want, like, vegan, a vegan version of it. Um, and, like, I could buy a pint of dairy-free ice cream. But it's just sometimes hard. Like, the one of the first weekends I was gluten and dairy-free, I went on a Girl Scout trip. And, like, 
we were cooking like things and everyone was eating like s'mores and stuff and like I couldn't have that and so that was, that was like the hardest thing but as far as like um being able to do it it wasn't terrible like it was just an adjustment and some things can be like a little more expensive like dairy free um like ice cream and stuff but it also does kind of like tend to balance out with like meat is also really expensive and cheese can be like nicer cheeses can be expensive so it tends to balance out um and I live in California which like I do like have to admit that like there's better options here than some other places where are you guys from Seattle Washington around there very cool um I have family there yeah I mean I think Seattle I mean the Pacific Northwest I think has a lot of great options for people who choose to be vegan or vegetarian and have that kind of stuff too. I mean, there's so many different like cool grocery stores or like farmer's markets. Um, I don't know. I really, I really want to like go to those places more. Like I want to go to a farmer's market more often. I know they have like local ones um, around me and I just find them so cool and interesting. And um, yeah. Yeah. Farmer's markets have become like a huge part of my routine. Like at least once a week I go to a farmer's market, but like, before um COVID like I never had time to do that like I barely ever went to a farmer's market so that's been like fun for me and it's something I'm like pretty passionate about is like knowing who grew my food and like that can just be like super cool and personal um yeah in the Pacific Northwest it's amazing for um like access to food there's some like really good agriculture I would say like the best food I've ever had is like when I spent a month in Portland as far as just vegan options but also just like such good like fresh food and like amazing farmers markets and such yeah um and then you also talked about how you were on your like internet break and everything like that so what was that kind of like like coming like the first what was like the first thing you did when you came like back home yeah um so when I first well I guess when I first got my phone because I hadn't held a phone in my hand for like two and a half months um (laughs) And because just for, like, people listening, I was on a program called Knowles, which is the National Outdoor Leadership School. Um, And it's, like, um, it's a lot of things. It's, like, a college semester program. Um, But part of it is, like, you just don't have any technology. And so, like, turned in my phone when I got there and then didn't get it back until I was, like, heading to the airport. And so, first of all, oh, my God, phones are so heavy, like, and are really big and, like, something to keep in your pocket. Um. That was, like, even really foreign to me when, like, I've had a phone since I was, like, 12. Um, Like, I've had a phone for a long time. But that was, like, sorry about my dog. Um, That was weird to adjust to, even, like, the most basic things. And then on the first day I had my phone back, like, the only thing I could really bear to do was, like, call people. I called my mom first, and then I called two of my best friends, and I called my sisters and my dad. Um, And, like... I just wasn't ready for, like, like seeing so many things. And I even still, like, I've been home for a week. Like, it's been a weird feeling to, like, the scrolling is the thing that, like, I missed the least. Because um, I really missed talking to people. And I missed, like, content creation. Um, like, I really like making TikToks. And um, kind of posting on Instagram, interacting with followers, and interacting with, like, my other friends who are, like, food content creators. But I really, really did not miss, like, scrolling through my Instagram feed and, like, because I'm a year out of high school now, like, seeing kind of 
the person who was in like my AP Lit class senior year and I haven't talked to them since then and like I probably won't again and like I hope they're doing well but like I don't really care if they're on vacation in the Bahamas like that type of thing and like I still yeah I I kind of not given up scrolling because I have looked a little bit but it just hasn't really become like a part of my routine anymore um at least as of yet which I'm kind of trying to keep that way and same with TikTok, like I'll scroll a little bit, but I just used to be able, like that used to hold my attention for so long. And now it's just like a lot less interesting to me. Um, and then on my trip, this isn't just like not having technology, or this isn't just like social media, but it's just like not having technology at all is I read so many books this semester, like, which I like reading, but like, I was never like a read in my free time all the time person. I've had to read so much for school that it just was never an interest of mine, like as far as I just liked to do other things and I really like to be creative and reading isn't very creative and so like um you're not making anything or like doing anything and not that reading is bad but like it never appealed to me as how to spend my free time and so but I like really learned to appreciate reading for fun I read some really great books I'll just tell you what I read I read the book Less which is I think by someone named Andrew Greer I read um Into Thin Air by John Krakauer I read A Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna, who lives near, she lives near Seattle. (laughs) Um, And I read Jane Austen's Emma, which I'm actually just still finishing up, um, and The Rules for Magic by Alice Hoffman. Um, I think that might be everything I read. And like, oh, I read The Alchemist, which I had read in school and like, oh my God, I love The Alchemist now, but I hated it in school. So yeah, that was me like rattling off my little book list. Not trying to brag, but I am literate. Um, I yeah, so that was like also super cool because I used to spend so much time just reading news and stuff, which I think has its merits. But it was like cool to just read for fun. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I am a huge um, book nerd. Everyone on this podcast knows it. I mean, if you see my screen, I I read I read a lot. Um, so it's great that you. I mean. Uh, picked up reading I think I think reading is like so much fun because I mean I know a lot of people are like why why read when you can watch movies or you can scroll on your phone or whatever and I'm like but you don't understand it's like actually kind of like a little adventure just on words which I think is so great and I I'm glad that you talked about like the scrolling thing I mean I am still like a huge social media person. I still use it every day. I mean, I do the PR for this podcast. Um, I'm constantly communicating with friends on social media just because we're so far apart um, with people who are like distance, like I've never met them or just people, school friends and things like that. But I think the, these coming months, these like past months have been really hard for me, like on social media. Like I just kind of don't want to, I guess, do it anymore I don't really know what it is but sometimes it's just really tiring and it gives me a little bit of anxiety sometimes like I have taken such a long break from TikTok and even now I still can't really go on it just because it gives me like a little bit of anxiety and I I don't really know like where that comes from it just it's just not good for me and my mental health so I've just taken such a long break from it and I think it's yeah I, I mean I thought it was really funny when you mentioned that like some random person from your AP lit class I mean I know um, so social media can connect you to so many different people, but it also is just like a lot of connection you sometimes don't need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or were you going to say something, Juani? 
Oh, I was just going to say when you make that point, I was like, even now in high school, like people that I follow on social media, like I don't talk to them in person. Like I've never talked to them. So honestly, it like, doesn't interest me, like you said, that they're in like Bahamas for the vacation or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. so I think it would be so cool to like do the whole like no phone things. So I was just wondering like what prompted like your Yeah, trip. so I mean, I chose to go on like a wilderness program. And so I didn't choose it because of, um, like, not having my phone. Like, I chose it because I wanted, like, the experiences. It's, like, a really good, like, outdoor leadership program, and I love the outdoors. Um, But when I was going, I was kind of telling my friends, like, yeah, I'm not going to have my phone. And anyone who knows me knows, like, I'm so plugged in. Like, I write multiple blogs. I, am like, always know every TikTok trend, every pop culture, like, I have many active Instagram accounts that, like, whatever. It all is, like, all there. Like, I think more than any of my, like, high school friends, I was very much like that. And so my friends were like, oh, well, like, are you going to miss that? Like, is that's probably going to be the worst part. And I was like, honestly, I really think that's going to be the best part. Um, and, I mean, there were other great things, but it was one of the best parts. Because in the past year of, like, with COVID – I've always like experienced like a fear of missing out. I think everyone does to an extent, but it was super magnified for me last semester because I had a virtual college semester, like from home where a lot of my friends got to go to like some type of in-person college experience, either living in a dorm or um, even having some in-person classes. And that was like not my experience at all. And, like, I was just seeing so many people, like, rushing their sororities and, like, mm. my roommates, my bestie and all this stuff. And I was just, like, sitting in my childhood bedroom and it was, like, really hard not to, like, compare my experiences. Even though I know that those people, like, weren't having, like, the best time. Like, anyone I know personally who, like, went to college in person, it wasn't easy. And, like, a lot of people possibly ended up having it, like, worse than I did um, with, like, hard quarantines and stuff. But, like, it was just so hard to constantly see that, especially from the people I didn't know very well. Um, and so, like, I was really happy to just get away from comparing myself to others. Um, and I mean, like, social media, that wasn't all bad last semester because, like, I, like, didn't make very many friends, like, in my Zoom classes. It's hard. And, like, I kind of realized, like, doing TikTok and stuff, like, I made closer friends doing that and, like, interacting other food creators like people who I FaceTime and talk to all the time than I did with people like in my freshman class of college yeah um which is crazy and like I mean in the long run like I really wish that I had gotten to make um like friends who I will be going to school with but like it really kept me sane to have these connections to people I did have in common with stuff in common with and like was a really unique experience because I had never had like internet friends before um mm -hmm. but they yeah so that was a perk of social media but yeah so like giving up my phone for a like cold turkey like I literally put it in an envelope and didn't have it um it was cool <laughs> it was really cool yeah I mean I can relate so much to the internet friends thing I mean over quarantine I think I not that I lost a lot of friends it's just like we stopped talking because the thing about high school is because Dwani and I are still juniors in high school the thing about high school is there is a lot of friendships of what I would call like convenience like if you take the school out of it are you gonna be friends and the answer is apparently not because you know um I don't talk to those people anymore and I found myself making so many friends after creating this podcast with like other people who were podcasters and 
it was just so fun to be able to connect with people who have like the kind of same niche as you and just connect over like similarities because it wasn't just like oh we podcast but it was also like oh we're we're all swifties and oh we all like reading and oh we like food like you know it was like a huge thing and i was like wow i can't believe i met so many people on the internet and it was just such a like a like a weird experience i guess because before people were like I mean, not before, but just always people are like, don't talk to people on the internet. Like, don't talk to people on the internet. People are creepy. But it was like, I made so many friends and it's been such a positive thing for me. But at the same time, the internet has also had like a negative effect effect on me too. And I think you kind of went into that where it's like, not only was I like comparing myself to people in my actual life, but I was comparing myself to people um, that I don't even know at all. Because it would be like, oh, this person has this type of life like look how perfect their life is I wish my life was like that or oh this person goes to this college I hope I get get to go into that college or you know different things like that and it was just so unhealthy for me to like keep comparing myself and keep thinking about like someone else's life rather than my own and it just kind of shows you how there's like two sides you know to social media because like someone's real life and then you know someone's kind of social media life I guess yeah I totally agree with you um, and part of it, like, makes me realize that I think that I've, like, grown in a really different way because of COVID, like, and maybe not in the way that I wanted to, but, like, really learning how to, like, interact with people differently, um, in a way that I think ultimately, like, is a better social skill, um, and, like, you pointed out, like, friends of convenience in high school, and I totally agree with that, And even not that they're just, like, people that you wouldn't get along with, but, like, a lot of the things I used to connect with people over, like, don't exist anymore. Like, I used to do theater with people, and, like, those were my best friends, and I'm still friends with a lot of those people, but, like, the core thing that we used to get together and do, like, rehearsal every day after school, like, doesn't exist, like, and so it's also not even, like, the fault of anyone, but it's, it can be hard, like, when the thing that was used to connect you with people, like, is gone, like, it's not there. Yeah. Mm, exactly. Um, and you guys should definitely go listen to Claire's podcast where she's gonna go more in depth about her trip and going without her phone. Um, but also we should talk about like I guess a continuous of social media. So like, why did you start your TikTok and Instagram account and like your blogging and everything? Yeah, so I started my Instagram first on leap year of 2016, so February 29th, 2016, um, and I started it because I really, like, had been kind of doing the gluten-free, dairy-free thing for a couple months, and looking back, it honestly, like, was is not that big of a deal. Like, if I, someone I knew, like, went gluten-free and dairy-free, I'd be like, cool, but to <laughs> me, it was, like, a huge deal. It was just something that was really affecting me, like, a big change in my life, and, it wasn't, I mean, it's not that it's terribly uncommon, but, like, it wasn't something that a lot of people understood, um, like, like, if I said that I was gluten and dairy-free, if it came up, they'd be like, oh, well, like, what do you even eat, and, um, that was kind of a hard thing to answer, because it's like, oh, I eat a lot of things, but, um, it, like, when you think of the main things, like, food groups, you're kind of cutting out two of them, and so, um, I was kind of inspired to just share like what I had been creating in my kitchen because I had become a lot more passionate about cooking. Um, and it slowly like started to gain just like slightly more followers. Um, like just the people I knew followed it. And then I went to high school and like 
kind of I went to a pretty big high school so like then just more people followed it just because they went to school with me not necessarily people I know I still have this memory like of asking this girl who's my friend Sarah like we were in freshman English together at the beginning of the year and I was like can you follow my cooking account because you'll be the 200th follower she was like yeah and I was like thank you <laughs> um because I was really into it even just like when it was a lot smaller and it's still not like it's not like I have a huge huge following but I definitely have a lot more followers than I did before um and yeah it just like slowly started to grow um and just like kind of mostly just in my community and I started a website um like a blog to start posting some recipes um in I think that was in like 2017 and then I started a podcast in 2018 when I was a junior in high school like you guys um because I love podcasts I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with podcasts and so I wanted my own um and that one that I like in the beginning I just it was just me with my friends like I would just have a friend on or someone I knew to talk about food like because my Instagram and stuff it's all home cooking and like so it's all centered around like gluten-free veganism um and all that but the podcast is just more about food in general like it doesn't really focus on veganism or anything it's just more about like my life and um like other people's food stories like if they I don't know they have a company or something like that um and so yeah but then with COVID um I got a lot more into my podcast because I had a lot more time like I was balancing like my baby classes and trying to run a podcast and all this stuff and like it was something I was really passionate about, but it wasn't like I wasn't able to like come out with an episode every week because they were pretty um, right. like pretty time intensive. Um, and so then in COVID, I was able to make a lot more episodes and I had started TikTok in like January of 2020. And I had used TikTok like as a user for a while, but I didn't make like creator content or like Claire can cook content. And so um, I started doing that and just doing like little what I eat in a days and started to get like just slowly more traction but the best part of that was that I met other food creators and I had never had like friends who were food creators before and so um I started to get more podcast guests like more people to be on my podcast and more friends which was amazing and more people listening which was also great um because now I have about like 25,000 TikTok followers um which is a really nice little community of people who I really love Um, and it's just been fun to grow a little bit and connect with different people um yeah that's pretty much like the arc of all of starting everything um and yeah and I make TikToks like every day when I can and that's how it goes that's really cool I think we just started and then like recently we also came out with a website so we're slowly getting into that but I just wanted to ask what's like your favorite part about doing like all this stuff yeah um my favorite part is probably I guess it is kind of two things um the first thing is that I really really enjoy having people I guess I enjoy being able to be a positive influence on people's lives. Like I, um, I don't preach anything, but like, I just make content that's like about, um, enjoying a relationship with food and about like, even if you have dietary restrictions, you don't have to have like a restrictive life. You can like cook all these fun things. And, um, I just get so many messages 
from followers who um, just like have kind words about like how my content has helped them either like whether it's helped them with eating disorder recovery or inspired them to go vegan or um, like just made helps them have like a more positive attitude about life or about food um that like is so meaningful to me because I think that I when I was going vegan and vegetarian and like when I was younger I just do not think that that is like I was not really seeing like super um positive or in my opinion like good role modeling with food and like especially in the vegan community like a lot of the people who were really popular when I was maybe in like late middle school and early high school were like um, not not nothing like wrong with these people, but they were adults like that a lot of kids watched like Freely the Banana Girl and Fully Raw Christina, um, and they were just people who would like, I ate ten bananas today and that's it, and I don't get my period because I'm like skinny and perfect and vegan, and it's like, right, ah, no, like in my opinion, and so I just like being like a different vibe, um, and then the other thing is I've really loved meeting other content creators. Mm-hmm. um and like just bonding with them like um I met um Justine Snacks on TikTok she's she's um someone I met kind of recently like in the past year and she's just an example of someone who's like so cool so inspirational to me like she's older than me and like I like get to talk to her you know I don't just like follow her but it's like we talk to each other and we know each other and like that's super <laughs> cool. um because I love people I'm like a I really took quarantine to realize, like, oh, I'm a people, people, people person. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I totally relate. There are certain people and that we've talked to that I'm just like, I can't believe we're, like, friends. Like, you are just, like, the coolest person. Or, like, certain times when we're, like, talking to people on the podcast, like, I'm just like, I cannot believe we are talking to you right now. Um, You're just so cool and, like, things like that. Like, even you, like, you are just so, like, positive and cool. And I just love your videos. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I get to talk to you right now. Um, And I I agree with the adults thing. Um, Part of the reason why I, like, say we started our podcast is because when we're listening when we were listening to podcasts I mean I think there's like a growing trend of teenagers starting podcasts um but like literally in the just in the past year because before like when we were listening to podcasts it was mostly just adults and adults and then if it was like a teen-centered podcast like we are where they give advice and stuff like that it was adults giving advice about teen issues which I think is there's nothing wrong with that I mean I think that's great that like an adult can reflect on their own life and give advice for things that they wish they could have you know known when they were teens but I think it's different when it's like teen-centered advice by teens or like um discussions created by teens because it's not like a teen-centered world it really isn't it's not like a adolescent world it's like an adult you know centered world it's where adults you know um you don't really hear the opinions of teenagers too often um and when you do it's like people are like well why should I care you know so I think it's so important when young people decide to like stand up and like make a difference and want to make like positive changes in other people's lives and like um just like talk and start stuff so I think that's so inspirational yeah, I'm definitely really happy that I think podcasting has been, like, in the past year, like, democratized a lot more, um, because when I started my podcast, I, like, it was just, I think, harder than it is to start one now, like, I, like, there were no, like, cheap, affordable um, hosting platforms, but now, like, um, with the advent of 
oh my god whatever the spotify one is anchor like yeah. it's so much easier and like i'm happy because of that and like um like i used to when i had to like apply to get my podcast on every single platform and like it was so not stressful because i really liked it but it was like it was a high barrier to entry it wasn't something that you could like casually do or like i don't know and it makes me happy because it's like it doesn't have to be like your full-time job being a podcaster or anything like it's just um like a lot more open to like kind of anyone can make it and then almost all podcast content is free like to Mm -hmm. consume which I think is really great um and I've like sought podcasts as like entertainment since I was like really young like I had the podcast app on my dad's iPad when I was like in sixth grade and I was like listening to like the NPR podcast (laughs) like serial and all that stuff and um it was like something I loved so much so like I love that now like we're the voices um because it's super cool and I yeah I had not until recently had I ever like listened to podcasts where teenagers were the host yeah I mean it's been such a like a growing trend I feel like like you said because it is easier um and I think with the pandemic it's been easier to find time to start things because I know a lot of teenagers who started things because of the pandemic and we definitely started this podcast um because of the pandemic um but keeping up with it now that things are going like slowly um back to when we have school and everything has been definitely like a little bit more difficult I feel like with time management because um I mean I think Duani and I are like pretty good at like scheduling things and stuff like that but sometimes we are like up until like a couple hours before the episode is supposed to be released and we're like okay let's let's hurry it up let's get the episode ready you know so it's definitely been um it's been an experience you know because I think it's one thing to like listen to podcasts and enjoy it and it's another thing to produce and write and host your own you know um um but it's just been such a fun learning experience I guess um um, so yeah, I mean, what's your favorite part about um, having your podcast? Um, I love just having conversations with purpose. Um, like I love talking to people and sometimes it's just the best to just like stay up late and talk to someone. But you do talk a little different when you're like having a conversation that you know people are going to hear. Um, <laughs> and I think that that's like really just fun and getting to talk to people like to get really real about um some things like my friend Katie she's one of my just my friends from high school and she was on my podcast um pretty early on when I in my podcasting experience and she like has type 1 diabetes and we like the whole episode was just about her type 1 diabetes and it's like I don't like go over to Katie's house and just sit down and like talk about her diabetes like (laughs) I mean we have a lot of other like kind of more interesting things to talk about but to have like a really intentional conversation about that and like to kind of try to learn from each other and um like really like get a full picture of something is not something that you like do casually necessarily Mm -hmm. or I don't really um and so I really like that just like a lot of intention around um conversations and yeah Yeah, like the openness, I feel like, because, I mean, I think I've always been kind of an open person. I mean, Duani knows we've been best friends for like five years. She knows that I will just say 
anything sometimes or do weird stuff. But I think it's like, like you said, like intentional stuff, like intentional openness, because I mean, I'll go around and like take a shot of syrup at lunchtime, like just to be fun. Um, But it's not every day that I'll sit down and be like, you know what I've been really struggling with today. It's like how I feel about my body or like, um, you know, or how I'm struggling to calm down sometimes and relax and things like that or you know what what I've been dealing with that like on a personal level that I'm afraid to admit to not only other people but myself so I really do appreciate like the open and intentional conversation kind of thing and also it's things that I wish that I knew that other people were also struggling with because I think a huge part of my journey with just like self-acceptance I think is realizing that I'm not the only person um you know, I'm not the only person going through the things that I'm struggling with, because for the longest time, I was just like, I'm the only person who's, you know, not happy with this, or I'm the only person who isn't, you know, you know, happy with this or that. And, and it's it's knowing that other people um, are also going through those issues. And other people also want to hear you talk about that. I think it's just so amazing. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, so besides podcasting and the internet, what are your other hobbies? Or do you have any other hobbies that you just love? I am a woman of many hobbies. <laughs> um, I will rattle off a few. Um, and there are some that I think are more interesting than others. Um, I am, I'm a writer, like, in not in a fictional way. Like, I don't write fiction, I guess. is Sometimes I think of thoughts, so I think of when people say things. But I journal every single day. I've journal- I started journaling the first day of the pandemic, and I've journaled every single day since then. Like, you know, the first day I, like, ended high school. And um, journaled every day since then. And then I write a newsletter. Just, like, this isn't, like, my blog, Claire King Cook persona. Or, you know, I write, like, a newsletter literally just to my friends, like, an email. And, like, that's, like, a hobby of mine is, like, I write an email or I, like, make sure I have my friends, like, text me their art projects and I, like, talk about my week and, like, my favorite things I saw on Twitter. Like, that's something that I do every single week. Like, I didn't do it while I was on Knowles, but um, I've done that every week. Um, these are these are all things that I started doing during quarantine. Um, I had hobbies before, though. Um, I'm a runner. I run every day. Um, I used to run two miles every single day, um, starting in July and I like never took a day off pretty much unless I was going on like a big mountain bike ride or skiing or something. And then I stopped running during Knowles because I was hiking and kayaking every day and wasn't like running. I was getting way too much exercise. And then now that I'm home, I've started running either two or three miles every day. So um, a little more, which like if you're a distance runner, that doesn't sound like a lot at all. But if you are a girl who grew up as just like a little theater kid um, who like both my sisters played for your varsity sports and like I did not, it's a pretty big deal for me. Um, and then I was like major theater kid in high school. Like since I was five years old, I've done plays and singing, dancing, acting, all that. I love theater and like as I said earlier it doesn't really exist right now um like there's not really plays to be in but that's something I adore um yeah many a hobby and I love music um not really like I'm I like can play like ukulele and sing but like I love to listen to music I love when I have friends who can play instruments I will definitely like beg them to play for me um and yeah I feel like those are a lot of the things I enjoy yeah, Hannah, I would say Hannah and I also really like writing. We are part of our um, 
school's like newspaper staff so we come out with like issues a couple times a year and so we write for that and um I would love to start like running but I just cannot run like I'm the worst runner like, I get tired running like five minutes so I cannot imagine like running two to three miles a day so do you have like any tips to like long distance run yeah well you hate to hear it but I mean like me too. Like I used to be like that. So you can change. Um, because like, I, I was like the kid at the back of the mile and I'm still not, well, I wasn't very fast. And then when I did knolls, like I was exercising so much, I just got a little stronger. So now I'm running like a nine thirty pace, which I think is pretty good. That's good. Um, but I mean, like it's all relative for me. I like just not caring really about how fast you go or like if you have to take breaks to walk, but just getting yourself, to do it every day like um and that's hard when you're like high school schedule isn't super accommodating to healthy habits in my opinion like literally <laughs> anything that like oh you should sleep in twice a week for, no not when you're in high school like anything like that no but um if you have time to do something every day for me that's like the best way that I can get myself to start enjoying and improving um and yeah the reason why I started with the distance two miles is it's more than one mile um, and so it's like, you know, it's pretty hardy. Um, because if you, if you run one mile, like that's only like 10 minutes or 12 minutes or 14, whatever. But if you run two miles, that's like, you know, that's like a good, a good chunk of time. And, but it's not too much that you get like so sore that you can't do it the next day. Um, and yeah, even just like if, but if that distance for you is a mile doing a mile every day or a kilometer, um, Yeah. I'm, I'm someone who very much believes in, like, trying to do things every day if, like, you want to get better at them or every week or having a, like, a pattern. Like, I wouldn't be able to journal, like, a couple times a week. Like, I journal every day or I probably wouldn't do it at all, you know, um, that type of thing. So that's my advice, but that's a lot, also a lot how, like, my personality works. I also just think that for running, like, not – yeah, not focusing on pace, like, because – it might not feel fast, but you're fast. You're really fast um, because you're faster than you are than when you're walking. And I use an app called Strava, um, which you can just track your runs or your bike rides or whatever. Um, and it's fun. It's like kind of has a social media element where you can follow other people. But I mostly just do it to keep track of like the different routes I do and it like tracks your routes. And so then if you do a route like the fastest you've ever done it, like it'll give you a little gold medal <laughs> and you can like set goals for yourself like. I want to run a 5k this month and then it gives you a medal if you do it it's literally like the most basic like thing it's like your yeah. kindergarten teacher giving you a sticker but like I, I like it you get a little medal I <laughs> love like pushing buttons positive reinforcements there's this <laughs> it's so embarrassing but I was talking to my friend Carmen from the girly girl podcast and literally <laughs> this is so stupid but today we're talking about how um, on Goodreads, it's just like a book app where you can track your books. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, um, it's so bad. But like when you like finish a book, you get to like put the finish the book button and like rate the books. <laughs> and I am in love with it. I am in love with it. I love doing that. I also love updating my progress being like, I'm 56% done. Here's my little book whip. I'm addicted. I need to I need to get back on Goodreads because I haven't used it like I, like, I told you all the books I read this year. Like, none of those are logged in my Goodreads. I haven't done it. But I want to do that. And we can follow each other. Yes. And then also, this isn't books. But, like, this is kind of random. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever used the app Letterboxd. Um, 
it's like Goodreads, but for movies. Um, and it's literally so fun, like, because you feel like a full-on film critic. You're just like, yeah. like, I have like one follower over, I think, on this app, and it's my friend Jack. But you literally, like, you star the movie, you can write a little review, and like, you're just a full-on film critic, and then you can like, look at all your movies, and it's just so fun. Like, so yeah, but I really relate with like, just having your little things, like, um, I really enjoy it too. That is, that's so fun. I just love like positive reinforcements, one. And then two, things that like I can click and be satisfied and be like, I'm done. Um, and that makes me sound like a five-year-old, but I I enjoy it and I think it's fun. Um, and, you know, back to you, what did you said about music and um, theater and everything like that? So I'm not like a theater kid by any means, but for a while I was really, really into musical theater, like just watching it. Um, oh my God, I cannot sing. That's, I mean, people are like, you can always practice and get better at things. That's something that I just don't have the talent for, you know? Um, I do sing in the shower though, but um yeah, I was just like super into musical theater for a while. Like I really liked the musical Heathers and I was like really obsessed with Waitress. Love. Yeah. Um, I, my junior year of high school, it's just like a little anecdote. I, at my, a theater company in my town did like a 24 hour production of Heathers, which was like, you started like one night and then like the next night you like performed the whole show. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did Heathers. Um, I was Heather Chandler. It was super fun. Um, loved that show it was just so I have like really like fun memories of that show because it was like this crazy like stay up all night putting on this show um yeah and yeah I love theater like my whole family loves theater but they're more like you just like love to watch it love to listen to it but I'm the only one who does it um yeah (laughs) um and I also love like listening to music um you know I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift and also Olivia Rodrigo and I've just been obsessed with Deja Vu yeah yeah um I'm a big I'm big Taylor I'm like I raised a Swifty my mother she's a lawyer and she was like representing Yahoo music like back in the early 2000s like in a case mm-hmm. and she was like learning how to use the Yahoo music platform just so she like knew what the deal was I think it was like YouTube but only for music mm-hmm. um and she, like, found the video of, like, Taylor Swift singing Tim McGraw, like, when she's, like, 15, 16. And, like, my mom, like, went out and, like, bought the CD. And so literally, like, my mom's the OG Swifty. Um, and she'll literally, like, when Lover came out, she sent, like, us a text, a video. Because me and my sisters, like, are all live in different places. I live with my parents. And, then, like, my other sisters are kind of older. And she's like, hey, Swifties, as you know, Taylor Swift's album, Lover, just came out. And, like, she's just so cute. And, like, it's very much, like, I really associate Taylor Swift with, like, my my sisters and my mom. And so it's so fun. And, like, all my best friends, like, we all, like, Taylor Swift are number one on Spotify. Um, (laughs) Olivia Rodrigo. I love Olivia Rodrigo. I love Conan Gray. And when they were promoting the Fearless Re-Record together, so yeah, cute. I love that. Like, are you a High School Musical, the musical, the series girl, or um, are you no. just an Olivia Rodrigo girl? No, girl, I am a High School Musical, the series girl. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I've watched that show three times during quarantine. Me mm-hmm. and my earlier mentioned best friend Will, um, who's also vegan, 
we like watched it together each day like of the early quarantine we'd watch an episode and then we'd go on a walk together the next day to talk about it like it was a book club and then we watched it again together this summer and then I watched it again with my sister and I have a group chat with like my two best friends called high school musical the musical the series safe space (laughs) I'm so into it and it's like I am fully 19 years old like this show I don't think this show is for me but it is for me (laughs) I'm so obsessed with it the way that I would rush home on Fridays when it was coming out and text my friend and freak out every single time because I think a big thing I, f- I forget sometimes like sometimes like the plot because it's been such a while but like the big thing was like will they kiss like Arini I mean sorry yeah <laughs> kiss. and so like it would be like every single episode I remember there's this one tension point where they're sitting at the piano it's like a very important scene to me and Big Red like interrupts them and like who wants like pizza or whatever and I was so upset and then when they finally did that like big extravagant not Disney Channel safe kiss at the end I was like yeah so I love it and I love that like now Olivia's like having her music career Mm -hmm. and honestly okay like unpopular opinion but like I also want Joshua Bassett to thrive um (laughs) and I I'm rooting for both of them. I just like want everyone to be happy. Um, I yeah, and I'm really excited for the show to come out. Um, but because I didn't watch like the original season, I didn't watch it when it first came out. Like I watched it after the fact. But I'm I'm ready for this one. Have you seen it, Juani, or are we just like going off on something else? <laughs> I saw it one time. Yeah, I think you guys but, yeah. are more like. <laughs> are you Swifty or are you not Swifty? I I listen to her music, but like probably not as much as you guys. Do you um have Spotify? Yes, I do. Who was your Spotify number one last year? Um, it was Love. Like I don't know if you've heard. Oh yeah, L A U. Yeah. I um, was obsessed. I'm so tired of love songs. Tired of love songs. Tired of love songs. <laughs> That's the only song I can think of by him. But mm-hmm. yeah. And then wait, is your number one Taylor? No, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was definitely. Say, like, I assumed, but just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I love you. That's the thing. I had no music on my trip. Um, like we had a ukulele, so we like all played and sang together. But like I, I really like I would sing to myself in my head, like my little song, <laughs> like especially like Evermore had only been out for like a month. And so like I had not gotten enough listening time of it. So I was like and I was like, I don't like a gold. Rush, gold rush. <laughs> like that was me in my head. Like I literally hiking like through the desert. I'm like, gold rush. And for some reason, that wasn't even my favorite song on the album. But it was really the one stuck in my head. Um yeah so love uh, I love music and recently like now that like I've just been trying to get into new stuff because like I missed like a whole couple months of music coming out um so I've been trying to like branch out there's a Spotify playlist called teen beats that like (laughs) it's literally just teen beats and I've been listening to it just to catch up on like the hip songs that came out while I was gone um and then I love like the genre of like bedroom pop like literally like okay sorry that my taste is teenagers like making stuff in garage band like i don't know um yeah um so just like a swifty question though what is your favorite taylor swift album just red red is my favorite album um quick answer but like 
it's hard with folklore and evermore really like turns turns the tables like on me as far as like ah like i think evermore probably took has taken the spot for like second um (laughs) favorite album but it's hard to pick your favorite i me my sister and her best friend and my like one of my best friends natalia we all like went on a little road trip a little while ago and we like listened to every taylor swift album like in order and we like picked our favorite songs from each one and like did this whole power ranking but even looking back on that like which that was only like a year ago like my opinions have even changed but that was before folklore and evermore came out so i feel like i need to do that again um yeah um yeah i mean i think it's so cool that you're able to bond with your family over it too because i think my family thinks i'm crazy yeah I think my family thinks I'm pretty weird like um like on album release days um I would just like come down with like my cardigan and my family would just be like what's what's wrong with you and like um I forced them to go to the reputation tour with me and they were like confused the entire time but it was it was definitely a very fun time um my cardigan's hanging in my closet don't even worry (laughs) <laughs> yeah and I know Dewani and I um even though we have separate music tastes we really still love talking to each other like before this recording I was telling her you need to listen to this new song I heard that's like stuck in my head um and I'll just send her songs like all the time um over text and I'll be like you need to listen to this like really weird side note but there was this one song that I like randomly found on YouTube it's called like dating a drug dealer or whatever that's the song name I know it's strange and I sent it to her and we like had like a full conversation about it oh that's like yeah my family definitely we don't we definitely all have like different tastes but like taylor swift is kind of the core my dad like likes taylor swift he doesn't care that much about her but then like the girls and the family my two sisters and my mom like swifties through and through and um yeah it's fun like to i love bonding with people over music because it like there's certain artists where it's like they might not be my favorite like my personal favorite but like if like if my friend Layla gets in the car we're probably playing Carly Rae Jepsen random Carly Rae Jepsen that's the vibe like and it's just kind of like to have like that little connection with different people is so fun um and like we had only a couple like not a couple but like a pretty limited amount of songs that we could like play on the ukulele on trail because like there's only so many songs like you can learn um and so like those songs I will forever associate with those people and will be some of my favorite songs even if they weren't like songs that I'd put on my own playlist um yeah I was just thinking about it and like the first thing I thought about was like if I ever went on that trip I think I would miss my phone the most like social media now I think it would definitely be music because I listen to music like at least a couple hours every day and I don't know how I'd ever be able to go without music because I'm like constantly singing or listening or you know sending people songs but um yeah I just I would love to sing, but, like, unfortunately, I've not been blessed with those genes. Yeah, it's, I'm, like, not a naturally a great singer. Like, it's not like I'm one, some people, you know, like, are born with perfect pitch. I'm not like that, but I can, like, carry a tune and stuff. Like, I did theater my whole life, so, like, I can sing. I've sung a little bit on this podcast, but now people are probably like, oh, she thinks she's a good singer. (laughs) I've broken out into song twice on this podcast, Um, but, Yeah. <laughs> it's totally okay. I mean, um, there's this episode we did like a couple months ago where 
we were like singing and then it turned to like we were talking in like a different accent because we were talking about this show i don't know if you've seen it. it's called like h2o like the mermaid show where they're oh. like i'm no ordinary girl <laughs> i'm a different underworld. yeah yeah we we were pretty obsessed for some random reason i don't know why i mean it's clearly a kid's show like it's clearly like my sister would be like let's go watch it and i'd be like oh yeah i definitely don't want to watch that but like i would definitely go down there and watch it with her because i was obsessed like i'd be like oh i don't want to watch it but no i i wanted to watch it um it was embarrassing but it was really fun i think that was the first show that i ever like binge binge watched like like it was on netflix um when I was a kid and like I watched the whole thing like you know that was like the introduction I'm not a huge binge watcher but that was that was the gateway for me (laughs) that show yeah I mean I think I go through a series of like I'll watch like a million shows at a time um like I like binge watch like Bridgerton like in one day I'm not even joking like I watched it like it came out on Christmas and I finished it on Christmas day which was really embarrassing and then I'll have like series where I'll just like not watch tv at all like in a draw spout of tv and just read yeah I like never watched tv in high school like like I would never like watch tv after school or on the weekends like it just was not part of my routine at all um, but like during the summer, I always would, and like during quarantine, that totally flipped. Like I watched a lot of TV. Like I'd watch TV when, I, like with my sister, we'd watch like a show together every night. Shark Tank. I'm obsessed with Shark Tank. Um, I I haven't watched Shark Tank since I've been home because it was something I my sister like qu- was quarantining with us for like most of, and most of like the pandemic. But then she moved back home or back to like where she lives um, in February while I was gone and so like it's been weird to be home and like not have my routines with her and not have anyone to watch Shark Tank with I might watch it alone tonight though um because it is probably my favorite show besides it's definitely my favorite show that's not like a narrative show mm-hmm. um yeah what would you say some of your favorite tv shows are okay my favorite there's a it like it's such a wide range but I'll just rapid fire go through a few 30 Rock with Tina Fey. Um, it is, like, definitely, a, like, a favorite for me. Looking back, like, it is not the most politically correct show all the time. And, like, it kind of makes me sad that, like, I don't really always say that's my favorite show anymore. But, like, 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 there are some very classic episodes and stuff. But, like, I feel like it's a little more past its time now. Um, and then Babysitter's Club on Netflix. Um, you guys, that's another show that's absolutely for children. But I watched it. <laughs> summer with my mom and my sister absolutely amazing I love the show Big Mouth that's a show that will be like I'll comfort watch it over and over again like way more than I should um I love the show The Comeback on HBO it's not super well known but it has Lisa Kudrow from Friends and it's it's a very like meta show like it's about an actress making her comeback while on a reality show called the comeback but the tv show is called the comeback and lisa kudrow is making her comeback after being in friends and then they don't make another season for 10 years and then the show the, the comeback has a comeback where they reboot the reality show the comeback on the show the comeback it's very meta like um but it's super good if you have hbo it's only two seasons one came out in 2005 one came out in 2015 um certainly watch that and then um shark tank as i said before those are probably like the, my top shows i think of but um there's other great ones oh and saved by the bell like that show from the 80s um that was a big or like the 90s like that that was a big part of my childhood was watching that Mm -hmm. yeah 
I don't know. Have you guys seen any of the shows I just listed? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, um, oh my God, I just completely blanked about everything you just said. I was like, listen, I was like, yeah, I watched that. I watched that. Um, I don't know. Duani and I, um, we watch a lot of shows together. I mean, I like try to convert her into like liking things I like sometimes because mm-hmm. I like trying to convert her to become a Swifty. And I did successfully convert her into watching Grey's Anatomy and being obsessed with it. And so now we're like Grey's Anatomy obsessed. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. I've never been a Grey's girl. Um, I don't really like like blood. Yeah. Doctor like vibes, like not. I don't like. Of course, I like doctors, but like I don't like <laughs> the the ambiance. Um, yeah. Um, there is an episode of Grey's Anatomy where Joshua Bassett guest stars, and I have seen that episode. Yeah, he's <laughs> a guest star. He's like barely in it, but he I've, like tragically dies like yeah. ten minutes in. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't really remember what I was going to say. Well, um, do you have any, like, final thoughts to say or anything you want to discuss? I don't know. I feel like we've covered a lot of fun <laughs> little things, lots and lots of just little chats. It's been really fun to, like, just talk about random things because it is, like, still pretty rare that I talk to someone I've never talked to before. Like, in because, you know, like, when you're living your normal life, like, out and about, you, like, kind of meet people fairly often but like COVID has totally turned that into like I talk to the same people over and over again and then when I was on my Knowles trip I was with the same like 13 people for two and a half months like those are the only people I saw um and so yeah it's definitely like been fun to just have our little like chats like it's kind of funny because I feel like we've just kind of covered like such random things but like I think there's been some some insightful moments (laughs) yeah um so yeah we hope you guys enjoyed this episode with our very special guest claire um obviously as you can tell she's an amazing human being um we talked about so many different things i mean um and um i feel like we're really connected and um make sure to go check out all of her social media as mentioned i'm pretty sure it's at claire can cook um yeah at claire can cook on everything and the website is www.clairecancook.co and the podcast is just the claire can cook podcast on anywhere you find a podcast yeah and if you want to um connect with her and hear more of her stories because she's obviously a very interesting person make sure to go listen to her podcast as she said at claire can cook and um we hoped you took away something from this episode and you enjoyed it yeah thank you so much for coming again we had a lot of fun and um share our podcast with family and friends and if you support us let us know by following our instagram and twitter at even the little things podcast Ooh, I will go follow the Claire right now. <laughs> um, yes, thank you again, Claire, for coming on to this episode. And our podcast is dedicated to sharing advice, mistakes, confessionals, and giving you peace of mind on all things impacting teens today. Because it's not just you worrying about even little things, it's us too. We hope you'll join us next time. Bye. Bye.